Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So the AFC standings is as follows. In the east, you got the Patriots 9-4. In the north, Ravens 8-5, followed closely behind the Browns and Bengals at 7-6. That's going to be a tight race. AFC South, Titans 9-4. Kansas City Chiefs, AFC West 9-4. So there is a three-way tie for first in the AFC There also is uh, a team in the AFC West that is nipping at the heels of the Chiefs, who are 8-5, and and that's the team they face on Thursday night. And that's why it's such a big game, too. And you might also add in there that the Bengals, who are in the hunt, also have a game with the Chiefs coming up, too. Yes, they do. I think that may be their next one. I have to look at the schedule. Uh, No, Steelers, Steelers Steelers one more home game, and then they'll be on the road for two weeks. It'll be Bengals, and then they finish in Denver. And the Broncos, Yeah. yeah. Well, the Chiefs go in, and this is not a surprise, as a three-and-one-half-point favorite on, on Thursday night. Now, keep in mind, this is only three-and-a-half days rest for both teams, but it's the Chargers who are playing at home. And I'll tell you, folks, that makes a very big difference in my book. Anyway, three-and-a-half points. The over-under is a little bit larger than it has been in the past. It's 50-and-a-half. <laughs> the over-under for the Raiders game was 48 and a half, and the Chiefs <laughs> scored had that, that themselves. <laughs> yeah, the, the Chiefs got took care of that. Uh, Raiders helped a little bit, but uh, definitely it was it was probably a little bit more weighted on the Chiefs side. You think we're gonna see uh, a high a high scoring game I on do. Thursday? I do. I think it will be. I think the Chiefs are going to force be forced to uh, play a little bit more offense than they have been. I still maintain that they're backing off on offense, not showing everything. They did show a trick play. Not a trick play, but it's a gadget play uh, in scoring one of their touchdowns. Oh, the bowl, the bowling, the bowling pass. This is when the the, uh, the it's it's set up as a, a bubble screen, yeah. but the screen runs inside, yeah. makes the catch, and just kind of barrels Done. its way in there. It's a pretty good little play. It is. Uh, Reed's a genius, but uh, yeah, I I I really still think um, it's going to be because the the re, the score wasn't because of what the offense did on Sunday. The score was what the defense did on Sunday, which goes back to what we have been saying: is Chiefs come out, jab, 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 push them, keep them. Now you got to chase us. I guarantee you that's the plan going into LA on Thursday. The defense did make the pressure. They yeah. put the pressure on the Raiders, but it was the Raiders shooting themselves in the foot. My goodness, that was just an epically bad performance by them. Like I told you yesterday, there is a method to carrying the football. This is for receivers and for runners. And they were <clears throat> they were violating that ethic 100%, holding it out in the wrist. You don't do that. No. That's how you punch a ball out. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, the other thing we mentioned last week going into the game on Sunday, which was the first noon game the Chiefs <laughs> had had in a long, long time. And Coming from a guy who's been following this team since he can remember, you know, back in the day, it used to just be noon games all the time. And, you know, you kind of get used to that. And, you know, the tradition becomes when you tailgate. I got so used to that. I'm always like, where's my brunch tailgate when we've got the primetime games? And, oh, we can cook dinner tonight, you know. But now that's kind of the way it is. But, you know. The, the Chiefs have had, what, four or five kickoffs at noon this season? They have, but almost all of them have been on the road. Uh, when, you, when you do Ned Talk two hours ahead of time, you get accustomed to that 10 o'clock start, yeah. and uh, that's fine, but the, they've had exactly one noon game at home this year. One, and that was Sunday. 
That was the game against the Raiders. And that'll be the only one because the Steelers game is at 3 o'clock start. That's exactly right. And then the Bengals and Broncos are both on the road. So, yeah, they will they will all be late starts. This is, it is by design in a lot of respects because those games are, the Chiefs are very popular. And in a case, I hesitate to say victims because they're not victims at all, but they are a product of their popularity. Uh, fan, the TV networks want them in, uh, to see them on the TV. The fans want them on the uh, TV, want them on the tube, because they are a popular, wide-open team. So as a result, those games, well, case in point, was the Denver Broncos game. Mm. Flexed. No, thank you. <laughs> but it still was a great game. And also, also, I mean, the one on Sunday, yeah, it, it, you know, it was a blowout. But at the same time, it's a, it's a rivalry, and, and history speaks that it definitely could have been a lot closer, but uh, the Raiders just didn't show up like I mentioned yesterday. Um, I heard you guys talking about the old Grey Cup on Sunday, Ned Talk, getting, uh, getting into Canadian football, which is funny because you guys mentioned that in the early days of ESPN when they'd have like the badminton tournaments and the, and the disc golf tournaments because that's all they could carry. Canadian football was actually the only thing they have now. You don't really hear too much about it. Yeah, it flies under the radar a little bit down in the lower 48, but I, I'd like to watch it because it is a much more wide-open game, and the American players, well, case in point, for the uh, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who did end up as the runner-up in the Grey Cup, Winnipeg won the game, but for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, one of their wide receivers is Jared Acklin from oh, wow, yeah. Mountain View Liberty. And Western Illinois University. So we know him. And, and you see a lot of guys who've been cut from the NFL teams who do go up there. And a lot of retirees from the NFL who still feel they can play. Well, anyway, they did have the Canadian Grey Cup on a Sunday. They played it in Hamilton. That was by design. It, Hamilton just happened to be in the game. Kind of like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year were in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. First time that's ever happened. I had 26,000, which is pretty close to capacity. Full day. And Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, came from behind and won the game in overtime by a score of, I believe it was 33-25 to was the final score. But uh, both good team, a lot of American players, and kind of a wide-open game. Bigger field, uh, wider field, as well as being longer. And uh, a wide-open game. A lot of passing. A lot of passing. There's only three downs, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different, um, but uh, definitely cool. And uh, I'm glad the, some of these guys get to continue playing. Last night they had a guy broke a record on the line, I believe, for the Rams. 40 years old. 40-year-old starting guard. Bro, I can't even – I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm close, and I can't imagine throwing you, on pads and going to face him. close-up on that guy? Oh, yeah. How big he is? Huge. Oh, my. Huge, huge, <laughs> huge, huge, huge. You know it wouldn't take long for Mike Schilt to land a new job. He's a very talented guy, but he'd been with the St. Louis Cardinals for so long, it's kind of awkward to see him – with a new team. Well, it, it is and it isn't. Uh, he'd been with the Cardinals forever. I know. And this new team is Major League Baseball. He is joining the front office in something that's called on-field operations. So he is disdained to going to a team right away. Now, he will. He'll be, be a manager again. I really feel confident in saying that. But this is on-field operations, and this is kind of a touring a group of individuals who are, of course, uh, part of Major League Baseball who check on players and their attitudes and umpires and how they're doing things, and they show up unannounced at games just to do some checking on them. Well, Schilt's one of those guys, and he will <laughs> get his feet wet 
this summer doing those games, assuming there's going to be baseball. Not necessarily a safe assumption, but I really feel like there will be. Nonetheless, Schilt will be one of those who will just surprisingly show up at the ballpark and just say, hey, let me let me see what's going on with the players and, and the umpires and how things are being run in general. And they report all to Major League Baseball front office and the commissioner. So what you're saying is Mike Schilt's almost kind of like a stooge a little bit. In a sense, yeah. <laughs> At least for the time being, until he gets picked up somewhere else. Well, I wish him all the best. I'm sure he's going to have a nice time uh, touring all the facilities across the country if there's a season next year. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, have they had any progress on those contract talks? The talks, to my knowledge, have not been going on and probably won't during the Christmas holidays. But once the new year starts, then they'll then they'll get into action again. And one of the, not just one, but several of the baseball pundits, the writers across the country, have predicted that... This is probably going to go to maybe about a week or two before spring training is to open. And the pitchers and catchers report about mid-February sometime. So the thinking is that maybe somewhere along those lines they'll come to some kind of a compromise, some kind of an agreement that they really have to. There's so much money involved, even as loud and uh, well, kind of argumentative as some of these statements being put out by both sides are. That's par for the course that happens yeah, all the time mud throwing they'll uh, they'll get over that and and get to some kind of an agreement that benefits everybody they have to especially after i you know i it covid sucked and it really screwed up that season not this season but the season previous last year um i can't for the life of me think that these guys are going to look at this and say oh you know what screw it we'll just hold out for more money after that season because they're all hurting especially after that and they're not stupid either they've got it it was almost as if that kind of came at the right time especially with the contract ending hopefully that situation will help them come to an agreement because i know none of us want to deal with a uh, strike that would suck um, also, we got the Bears playing tomorrow night. Where are they at? This is a 6 o'clock game, which is rather interesting, too. Normally, the games start at 7, but this one at JQH will start at 6 o'clock. And for the second consecutive game, the Bears are playing a team from the Summit Conference. Oral Roberts is a very good Summit Conference team. The team the Bears are playing on Wednesday night is an even better one. South Dakota State from Brookings. So, wait a minute. South Dakota State? Aren't they in the Valley? That's what I thought. They are in football. But the football and basketball conferences differ. So South Dakota State is a Summit League a conference team in basketball, and they are pretty good. They've been touring the West Coast, and they have been getting some wins out there. Beat Washington State from the Pac-12. I don't know how good Washington State is. They have been in the past. Did lose to Washington. But that's a pretty good little tour for what's considered a mid-major team. But the Jackrabbits come down here to play tomorrow night, 6 o'clock start. I have to think that the 6 o'clock is brought on not necessarily by television, but rather by the fact that South Dakota State probably has a flight to meet. Yeah, a little bit of traveling to do after, and uh, I think if this is the end of their tour, probably want to get home pretty soon. Real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of getting home, Ned, you have a good day, and I will uh, see you later.